from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Elaine Cha. In the beginning, there is a great idea. And under the right conditions and with proper support, that idea's got potential to grow into a bang-up business. But that space between light bulb and we have arrived can be long and hard enough to shut ventures down before they reach full potential. That's not good for St. Louis entrepreneurs or the region as a whole. Joining me in studio to discuss how the UMSL Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Accelerator is helping local business founders stay in business and grow them bigger and better is Michael Butler, Director of Operations at UMSL Accelerate. Michael, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Michael, I'd love to have you break down a couple things for us. UMSL Accelerate and UMSL Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Accelerator. <laughs> What is each of those units, so to speak, and what do they do? Okay, so UMSO Accelerate is basically the overall picture. That is basically my building, and we provide many services to our students, faculty, and staff. Uh, with UMSO Accelerate, we're very proud because we're unique than any other program throughout the country we found because we offer educate, collaborate, and innovate. Educate is the curriculum side. We have very good programs going into our marketing entrepreneurship program with the campus. When we get into the next part, the Innovate, under Innovate, we are working with clubs outside the university, non-curriculum type programs. Mm -hmm. So we have the EIR program, we have our students clubs, the Entrepreneur Student Club, we have our entrepreneurs in residence and so on. And then we get to the big one out there and that is going to be our Collaborate. And under there we have our DEI, our accelerator program, I'm sorry. And with the accelerator program, that's where we go out and we work with businesses and organizations in the community. And from there, we're able to work with our sponsors and we provide funding for them, which is an injection. So there are sponsors right now. We're very grateful to sponsors like Edward Jones and Heiser Bush and to... Um, Amory Nui, sorry about that. And those sponsors are allowing us this year to have six founders. And those six founders are getting $50,000 each. That's quite a pot of money it there. Is. And we're really proud of it because this is our, co our third cohort. And with this third cohort, we are now happy to say we have provided funding to 17 founders in the region. That's fantastic. Yes. Mm -hmm. So as you noted, UMSL Accelerator is in its third year. What lessons have come out of supporting businesses founded by folks specifically from underrepresented communities? Yes. We found um, the businesses have really been instrumental in the community and for the individuals. Um, as I always mentioned, being an African-American or a person of color, I know how hard it is to get started. I started my first business in 96, and I struggled. I struggled to get the right support. I struggled to try to get that funding, and it just wasn't out there for me, and it did not really grow much. When I found out what the Accelerator is doing, it's helping with the community with the growth and giving the right resources. When, we, when our founders enter the program, they then become um, part of an eight-week program. We provide them with two paid student interns. So now we have students that are getting paid $3,000 to work with these founders. 
Also on top of that, we're bringing in great mentors from the community and coaches, and they are working with them to push them in the right direction. And finally, I am so proud because UMSO has, I think, some of the greatest faculty and alumni around, and that is giving us a great opportunity to find the resources to help our founders to go forward. That sounds pretty stacked then. It's really stacked, and we've learned a lot over the years. Each year, we get better. So this year, we're building better. That's what we're looking to. So as you build, you know, UMSL, University mm-hmm. of Missouri, St. Louis, mm-hmm. is the, it's the public university, yes. the big one, here in St. Louis. There are private universities around, but this is the public one. With that in mind, what is UMSL's stake in the success of Accelerator grantees? Thank you for asking. We feel... Because we are a public university and we have a footprint in North County, right here in St. Louis, and we are very unique because the Metrolink comes to St. Louis, we're right at the airport and all. And we know that our footprint is important to folks and to businesses. And what we're really proud of is like, I'll take one for example, Ferguson, Papa Parade has opened up in Ferguson, right next to the police station, basically, where everything has happened. And it's rebuilding that zone. And not only has he opened the store, has great growth there, he has now opened a second location in St. Charles. And what is Pop Pop Parade? Pop Pop Parade is a popcorn store. If If you're addicted to popcorn, you have to go try it. He's like the Baskin Robbins of popcorn. Okay. And then we're really proud of, um. that was in cohort two. In cohort one, we have Flipstick. And Flipstick is taking off tremendously. It's becoming a worldwide product. But what I love about it is he's basing things here in St. Louis. Right. And Flipstick is a... Flipstick is a device to go on your cell phone, to give like a kickstand for your phone, stick it on the wall, and so on. So you can find him. Or recently, he just got on the QVC and so on. So we... We feel that, you know, by UMSO being part of this, it is really helping the St. Louis community to grow. And that's what we're all about, growth. All right. Well, mm-hmm. we're going to hear a little bit more about growth. Um, you've covered the edible and the practical. <laughs> we're going to talk with a couple of grantees now. We have two of them who have been awarded these UMSL Accelerator Awards. We have Cami Thomas, who's the founder of the creative firm My Friends and I, Welcome. Thank you. And Kay Wells, founder of Posey Pots. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show, both of you. Kay, let's begin with you. Tell us about your company, Posey Pots. Tell us what inspired your business. Yes, thank you so much for the question. I started Posey Pots in 3D prints because I wanted to introduce the world a new way of growing both indoors and outdoor plants. Growing can be a bit intimidating, even for the avid grower or a new grower of plants and food. So what I wanted to do was to combine the two, the love of engineering and sustainment, science, technology, engineering, and math, and also the love of growing, gardening, food, and agriculture. What does a posy pot look like? A posy pot is a 3D self-watering planter. It looks like an outside um, 3D complex contour design. You can have them in any colors that you want. We, they come in four different sizes, 
And it's a pot within a pot within a pot. And it has a sub-irrigation self-watering system that only requires for you to water your plant, but once a month. Wow, that's pretty low commitment. I mean, I myself uh, give myself a a descriptor of um, human herbicide. (laughs) So what you've created certainly sounds like something that would uh, appeal to me. What was your aha or eureka moment when it comes to the, the creation of these pots? So a little bit about my background and story is I had the best city mouse, country mouse upbringing. We had a backyard. It was full of like a garden, oasis of greens and reds and purples. We were just raised by a community of gardeners, farmers, nurturers. And we all were first generation from Mississippi, a family in one household full of 20 people under one roof by my empowering grandmother, Irene, which is Posey's daughter. Mm. She passed when my mom was a teenager, so I never met her, but her spirit and strength lived on within the love of our community, and um, her genes lived on within her children and within me. And I always had a curious mind, which was like early signs of my engineering degree. And I just remember the dreams of my elders. And fast forward, moving into adulthood, things like health, wealth, community, family genealogy, and the hopes of what I would want my future children to have, I took up gardening and interior plant design. Well, it sounds like a a growing idea with even more potential to grow. So it's great that you're you're receiving this support. Now, you are on a work trip talking water at an irrigation conference in Nevada. Will the funding and business training you'll be getting through the DEI Accelerator help you meet another or perhaps a different kind of work goal? Absolutely. Um, This grant and funding means like exponential growth. So um, with the funding, we plan to just expand our manufacturing space, hire more people, launch new products, do really cool, exciting like uh, production campaigns, just showing people how easy you can garden and grow. We, our passion is to usher in this fourth industrial revolution through 3D printing and zero environmental waste, and then rolling in the whole STEM, 3D, Um, additive, which is additive manufacturing, which is like a rapid, really quick way. Our pots, they go from nothing to a full 12-inch pot in one day or less. Cami, your creative firm, My Friends and I, is a video production house here in St. Louis. Now, for those who don't know how video production works, Can you describe what you and your colleagues do on a typical day? Absolutely. So, you know, with video, by the time you're sitting on the couch and maybe watching uh, Hulu or a streaming platform or something like that, and maybe you see an ad go by, you know, it might look interesting or look like, wow, this was a, you know, um, maybe a complex commercial. But what actually goes into all that video is months of work. There's the pre-production, there's you know, um, getting the crew together, the audio engineering, the the lighting people, the gear, the truck that has 
all the uh, the flags and the silks and things that you use for lighting and things of that nature. Um, so it takes a lot of work to make a video look good and look crisp and um, ready to either be streamed or used for a campaign. So, you know, for us, the way that it comes together really is just from an initial discovery call that we'll have with the client and figuring out what it is that they envision and what the story is that they want to tell. And then we step in, see the best way to tell that story and to talk to that audience. And then we get to work um, figuring out the location, the treatments, the the gear that's needed. There's a lot of pieces to juggle. Um, and then in the post-production, getting the edit right, the music, the color uh, that is used in the video and things like that. So there are a lot of steps to it. But by the time it comes out, people just get to sit and enjoy and, and see the final product. I'm talking with Cami Thomas, founder of video production house My Friends and I. And also with us is Kay Wells, founder of Posey Pots. And Michael Butler, director of operations at Umsel Accelerate. We're discussing the UMSL Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Accelerator Program and how its funding plus training approach supports next-level growth for local entrepreneurs. Cami, you were talking about all of, all of what's involved in creating a, a video. Some of that work has happened, uh, of course, here in town, and you've worked with several organizations why did you decide to apply for DEI Accelerator support? That's a really great question. You know, I've, I've been working endlessly, tirelessly the, uh, the last three years since I've been doing this full time. Um, and it's a lot of work and we do great campaign work. And then, you know, myself as an individual director, I've even worked with other production companies, uh, you know, to be brought on as a director for different ads and things like that. So, at this point in my career, I know as a singular individual, I could, you know, make a living, make products and things like that. But it's important to me to, one, not put all the work just on my shoulders, because as it is now, it's me, one other employee, and then really we're contracting with people. Um, so it's it's not sustainable for me to be the one shouldering that. And then two, you know, I want to make a more concentrated effort to really build the industry here, right? Because when we're doing a production, especially if a company is coming here to St. Louis to do that production, that economic ripple effect can be felt from the moment they land until the moment that we're done. That means, you know, when there's an ad, they're hiring St. Louis talent, um, St. Louis caterers, staying at St. Louis hotels, taking St. Louis-driven Ubers. Um, and I want the impact to go past just me and my immediate people who are, you know, as a part of my crew. And in order to do that, it, it can't just be me, you know, emailing old colleagues and kind of the marketing outreach I've been doing, which is very word of mouth, uh, in order to grow and to scale and make it really a, a huge impact. And frankly, for my friends and I to become a media staple and powerhouse here in St. Louis, I, I frankly need help. I've just been kind of doing it alone. And with my friends, obviously, being on set with me, but as far as the work, the administrative, the accounting, all of that, I, I wear all of those hats right now and have for the last three years. So in order to scale, it needs to be a, a bigger effort. And I have a lot to learn. And with this program, I'm excited to, to see what comes with it and, and how we grow in the next few years. As the founder of a creative company, what do you think you'll gain from the DEI Accelerator that may differ from what other founders with tangible products like pots or, or food, as with uh, previous grantees? How is it going to be different? I'm excited to see how it'll be different. I think what comes to mind first, though, is that there, are, there really are endless possibilities to 
to what we could do. The way, that, the way that we are able to scale up is a little bit different than if we were selling a tangible product because the way we plan to scale is by having more projects on our books, but then also bigger projects, right? Like if an average budget for a video now might be twenty or 30000 the commercials that you see for the World Cup or the Super Bowl, those are multi-million dollar commercials, right? So the the possibilities are not necessarily, hey, let's just get more work and fill our books. It's more of how do you scale up, make better and better work each time, which is where we've been stuck now with the capacity that we currently have. It's It's easier to take on more projects, but to start taking on these, you know, multi-million dollar type of commercial projects, that's a really big jump to, to happen. So I think what'll be different is is having a different set of KPIs or, you know, key performance indicators that tell us what does growth mean for us. And it's not just more, it's, uh, you know, an increase in, in quality of work, not just necessarily the quantity. So better is yeah. certainly part of it. Yes. So for both you, Cami and Kay, you have already established your ability to build something from the ground up with your own two hands, and uh, you've gotten the recognition and appreciation that's your due, especially as two individuals creating and making things that are so distinct. And this grant, it is an accelerator versus a starter, and that certainly seems to align with where you want and are ready to go. Right about this time in development of, uh, of businesses, and sometimes of ideas too, St. Louis often does see companies go, that is, they leave for so-called greener pastures in other places. Kay, what is keeping you in St. Louis? I love St. Louis. St. Louis is is home. I as a as an engineer, as a mechanical and aerospace engineer, um, I have traveled to California, to Arizona, all over, almost all um, of the states, and I always come back home. Um, we've actually lived in other places, but I always feel like St. Louis is um, home base. There is so much history there. There is so much camaraderie there. There is so much um, culture, so many talented people. The energy is just electric. And so I enjoy St. Louis. It is, someone asked me um, while I was, while I'm here uh, in Nevada, someone asked me about St. Louis. And I said, it's like no other place. So I enjoy um, working with the people that are in St. Louis, networking, um, building wealth, building health. Um, It's just a great, great home base to always come back to and to continue to grow and give back to the community, give back to the people, give back to the economy. It's the best place (laughs) to be. And Cami. How about you? What what's keeping you here in St. Louis? Similar similar thoughts as UK. There's something about St. Louis. I don't know if there's a magnet underneath the ground or like 
in in the in the concrete that paves our roads or what um but i always end, end up back here i went away for college I, i'm born and raised in st louis but i went to new orleans for college and i came back for a few years and i left to chicago just for a few years but something's always called me back here and and there's no place on earth like this place it's just it's fertile ground sometimes i feel like St. Louis is like Play-Doh. You can create whatever you want, make it whatever you want. You get to have a bigger stake in the way the city ends up than any other place. You could go to a bigger city, even like a New York or an L.A., and, you know, maybe become part of the fabric that's already been woven, or you can be here and actually be the one doing the weaving and the building and the and the planting and the, and the nurturing, and I'd much rather be on that side of things, maybe even just from an artistic um, standpoint. You know, my... St. Louis is my city, it's my state, but it's my country. It's my it's my center of gravity is here. My parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, we're all from here. I've got St. Louis tattooed on my hand, like I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Permanent ink, that, oh, yeah. that's a commitment. Mm-hmm. And Michael, I've been seeing you smile throughout, you know, all of the things that Cammie and Kay uh, have been sharing. Now, barring extraordinary circumstances... Next year, we'll bring in a fourth cohort of DEI Accelerator grantees through UMSL Accelerate. Do you have any insights or maybe hopes for the ways that the program or the initiative itself can grow and expand? Um, One of the things I look forward to for cohort four, if we're fortunate to have this, which I know we will, is we get support from our former founders. And so cohort one was always there with two. And I noticed the announcement, we had the cohorts coming in to support the others. And that is going to be very instrumental for them to go forward and for the success of the program. So as long as we continue to make friends, we continue the investments that are coming into us, we're going to do what our chancellor says, we're transforming lives. And that's what we're very proud of doing at UMSO. And it sounds like you are building a certain kind of generational wealth through the program. That's great. Michael, Kay, Cammie, thanks for joining us today. Michael Butler is Director of Operations at UMSO Accelerate. Cammie Thomas and Kay Wells are two entrepreneurial founders who've been named recipients of grant funding and business development training through the UMSO Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Accelerator out of the University of Missouri, St. Louis's School of Business. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.